This episode is brought to you by GummyCube. Now, GummyCube asks, are you ranking for the right keywords? Well, can users actually find your app through search? Ranking for the right keywords can increase your reach by five times or even 10 times. So to learn more about ranking for the right keywords for your app, go to www.gummycube.com and go check out what they can do for App Store optimization. And thank you very much to GummyCube for supporting this show. One of the best ways to make great and compelling products is to ask your customers what they want. Asking Point gives you the mobile polling tools to quickly and easily get their valuable feedback. It's real time and uses your app analytics to help you target exactly the right audience. So go to www.askingpoint.com. If you put forward slash app guy or lowercase, you'll get a basic account for free. And when you upgrade, you get 30% off for the first six months. That's askingpoint.com forward slash app guy or lowercase. And thank you very much to Asking Point for sponsoring the show. I'm Jordan Westfall. I'm the creator of the app Spin Square Simply Difficult for iPhone, and you're listening to the App Guy. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and it's my job to bring you some of the best iOS developers, the uh, Android developers, anyone who's an app entrepreneur. So basically, if you're listening to this and you want to know what it's like to be an app entrepreneur, to get an app onto the App Store, to to see that creativity come to life, then this is the podcast for you. Now, in this episode, I have a wonderful developer and founder of uh, something called GetPix. So I'm still going to be here. Go to uh, this website right now go to getpix.me that's getpicks.me go and check it out you can download the app then you can follow this chat a lot more easily when you've done that um, the creator of this app is called uh, joe fabis savage and he is uh, with us today to talk about the launch and uh, everything he's learned with the app so joe welcome to the app guy podcast Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, uh, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about the app and, um, you, you know, what it's doing. Sure. Uh, Pix is basically a to-do list that learns what you like to do, so it can offer you tailored recommendations. So if you add movies, books, restaurants, games, podcasts, and more things along those lines, uh, we learn about the things that you like to do, and we can offer you recommendations for similar things we think you'll like. So, for example... Uh, If you have seen Spider-Man and the Hulk, then it's pretty likely that you're going to want to see the new Avengers movie. So we know that it's coming out, and we know that you like these things, so we can say, hey, maybe you should go check this out. Uh, That is, first of all, awesome, because this entire podcast series, we often come back to the theme of curating. Curating is, is like where it's all happening now, and so basically what you're doing is you're creating curating to-do lists for people by um, understanding what they like currently and then offering them uh, things that they can be doing based on w- what inputs you're getting. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of curation is usually social-based. And the problem with having social-based curation is that you need friends using these services and apps. And there's no great way to say, like, take stuff from my Twitter feed and take stuff from my Facebook friends uh, and find out what they like. So we thought it's much better if you tell us what you like by just using a to-do list 
uh, the way you would normally use it. And then we'll figure out for you what you might like to do. So, so we know a little bit about the app. Tell us about you as well. I mean, how did you come up with the idea and what inspired you to actually build this thing? Um, so I had actually been thinking about this app for quite a while. I started building a one just for places. Uh, it was called Placeholder because I couldn't think of a name and also because it's an app to hold your places. So <laughs> okay. uh, then I joined Betaworks shortly after I started working on Placeholder to work on a similar app. Uh, it was called Done Not Done, and it was basically a list of the things you've done and not done. And uh, it was more oriented at kind of the curation through social aspect. And I worked on it for a few months while I was there, uh, and it didn't really go anywhere. I think part of the problem was the social aspect, but there were other things that didn't quite make it as compelling of a use case. So uh, I, I stayed at Betaworks for a while, and after a little bit, I realized that I really mostly wanted to work on Done Not Done. Uh, so I took a few months off and I started doing some contract work. And while I was doing that, I realized if I had to do it over, how would I do it? And I started building picks with my co-founder. We started thinking about what problems that we're really trying to solve as opposed to you know socially curated to-do list kind of thing uh, where it's all social-based. And what we arrived at was basically picks. So, so let's understand this because I, I think this is going to be really inspiring for anyone listening to this. And you were working then full time for uh, Betaworks, uh, and then you you left to pursue your own thing. Is that right? I left because I really wanted to work on Done Not Done, um, and it wasn't initially to pursue my own thing. It was more so I I, I thought that some of the products that they had were amazing and really cool but they did, just didn't quite feel like they were for me to work on. It felt like there were other great entrepreneurs there who had much better understandings of the problems and you know the desire and passion to work on those specific things. So I left, and uh, I thought, you know, what could I be working on? And I just took a couple months to find myself uh, in the meantime, and it kept just coming back to, like, I, I think that this is the kind of app that I would like to build if I was building an app. It didn't take very long. It took me years. It only took you two months to f- figure out yourself and what you wanted to do with your own time. Well, I'm sure that there's a lot of figuring myself out left to be done, but at least for this <laughs> problem, a little bit. <laughs> That's great. And so what did it feel like when you uh, it did actually then pursue, uh, I guess um, you, you had this idea, you um, met with your co-founder and we know that that's really important. Uh, t- tell us maybe a bit about that. How did you f- meet your co-founder? I actually met her online, and uh, she's actually my fiance. Oh, okay. uh, we started, yeah, we started building it uh, a little bit over a year ago, and she kept seeing that similar. Like I, I wouldn't really tell myself that I kept wanting to work on it, but she saw right through me, and uh, she basically said we started building a little prototype, and we were like, uh, we were like, this prototype feels really good. What else can we add onto it? And after about a couple of weeks of thinking through the problem in a much like bigger space, uh, we realized that this is something we want to do long term. But uh, how we met was, you know, we were dating, and she knows me better than anyone knows me. So this is so inspiring, Joe. It's so inspiring. Uh, literally, I have to say that uh, you, this is every man's dream in a way because um, I'd love to be able to talk to my wife about uh, apps, and I, I do actually, and she gets really bored. And I can see <laughs> ten minutes, she's switching off. She she doesn't care. It's not her thing. But to be able to, you know, be in a relationship and yet 
also have someone who genuinely cares about, you know, this field of app building and entrepreneurship, it must be great. It's terrific in a lot of ways. I would say from an app building perspective, it also creates the complications of balancing your relationship with your work, uh, trying to not lump it all in together and make it one thing. But overall, I would say I, I kind of prefer this, and I think she does too. It's just uh, it creates a very interesting dynamic that happens to work for the two of us. So I wouldn't say I recommend it for everyone, but if it's something that works for you and your partner, it actually uh, magnifies the experience quite often. Yeah, and I would have to say that anyone listening to this right now, if someone is telling you that this is your journey to do your own thing, to start your own company or to build your own app or to go out as a contractor and, and become a solo printer, as we say, listen to that person because they sometimes know you better than you do. And whereas we may procrastinate about these things, you know, it takes that kind of kick up the backside sometimes to, to actually go out and do that. Would you agree? Oh, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, it all starts with a great relationship because you have to be certain of your you and your you have to be certain of your partner, and your partner has to be as certain of you to be able to try and do that. But if you feel confident in your relationship like that, uh, it does create a, an incredible working experience. Well, I would love to carry on this about relationships, but unfortunately, it's about apps, <laughs> and so maybe we should uh, sure. move on and talk about the launch because that's one of the things we always love to to learn about is how others are, are launching and the things that you've learned and the things that you perhaps think are a bit of a waste of time. Perhaps we can go through the launch of GetPix. Sure, uh, our launch actually took us off guard a little bit. We were honing features and building out. Uh, you know, fixing bugs and building out stuff, and it got put up on Product Hunt. Someone happened to come across it, and they wrote, "Wow, I love this app. I love the design. Uh, this 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 fills a problem that I really, really ha- want to have filled." And we weren't ready. Like there were bugs in the app, and the server wasn't quite finished yet. Uh, but you know, once it's on Product Hunt, it's on there. And so that day was hectic. We just kept, you know. Uh, finding people to get interested, soliciting upvotes, answering questions, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And that part went really well. Then there was a little bit of a lull afterwards because we really weren't ready and didn't want to make too much noise but took advantage of the moment that it was. But nonetheless, you know, as as a person building something, you always look at it and say, this isn't good enough. And the truth is it probably is good enough for a whole bunch of people. So... The mistake that we made was not focusing on marketing after you know shipping. We just kind of said we'll punt on marketing for a little bit, but instead we really should have marketed the hell out of it. Uh, we should have been before launching since we weren't expecting to launch so early. We should have been generating more buzz and making connections with the people in like the reviewer community uh, and you know reaching out to users directly. But we were kind of focused on saying this isn't quite ready yet, when in reality it probably was. It's funny that we're talking about Product Hunt because uh, today I just read um, a lovely blog post uh, that was um, posted referencing me a lot uh, about somebody who had a Product Hunt experience recently. Uh, they're the most upvoted Product Hunt on on a, another uh, platform. Um, it's building apps. And 
uh, it could just mean everything. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people listening to this who, who are envious, thinking, "Hey, you accidentally got posted on product," and, and and then there's people desperately wanting to appear on the homepage and get that traffic. What was that day like for you? Tell us about the, you know, the the, the traffic to your website and, and and how crazy it was. Uh, it was probably still the most traffic day that we've had. Uh, it definitely takes a lot of people over to you, and the higher up you go. One thing we missed out on was uh, if you're in the top five product hunts, you get circulated in the newsletter the next day, and that drives a lot of traffic because not everyone goes actively and views product hunt. We were number six, so we missed out on the top five newsletter post. And uh, from all the stories that we've heard, that would have probably taken the next day and matched the same output of the first day. But we didn't end up getting that. Oh, just slightly relegated there to sixth place. And you've just made me realize. Yeah, a couple I think, points <laughs> off. <laughs> yes. But uh, it does, I mean, to anyone listening, it is, is a massive um, boost. And unfortunately, you weren't ready. But then it, it probably got you into, like, um, you know, launch mode. And then that catapulted you. Uh, did, did you do anything else uh, other than Product Hunt that we can learn from? Sure. Uh, so for us, we have a little mascot. His name is Puck. Uh, and he's everywhere. He's on the app icon. He's actually in the app in some places. And people really love him as a branding tool. Like they really love him. And we, you know, we use him. We dress him up in different outfits when we send the newsletter. So last week was a Star Wars themed newsletter. And uh, so we gave him a little Jedi costume and stuff like that. And that actually is like endearing so much so that people love to come back and see like how is he dressed up this week and we keep an Instagram account he interacts with people on Twitter uh, it actually social has been really good for us in terms of that because it allows our and his personality to shine through that it's not just an app it's actually people behind it making an app that's really unique I don't think I've ever heard anyone branding a, a little icon called especially called Park that's, that sounds great yeah, he's a little, he's a porcupine, so his name is Porcupuck. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> okay. like Time Hop. Time Hop, the app, has a Abe the Dinosaur. Oh, okay. And a lot of people just love Abe. Like, they love Time Hop, but they really love Abe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, that just reminds us how important branding is. Like, if you can get something that is, uh, uh, like, in, engaged with people and, and they, f- they remember you by it, then branding is everything so a really important lesson that we're learning there from you joe is to, uh, to focus on branding and little character uh so um you know the other thing then so you're, you're launching and um i mean there's a lot of people out there who just don't know where to focus their time i mean i wondered if you can give us some sense of how you focus your your time you know let's not think about the product hunt day because that's obviously unique but uh you know on a typical day where, where do you actually end up focusing your time on I would say uh, the thing for me is my typical days aren't particularly typical anymore. Uh, these days I'm working about three days a week with a client, uh, two days a week from home, one day in the office. So that way I can get some real heads downtime, especially only working three days a week and being their only app developer. It means that I have to make the best of my time. So uh, that obviously has to pay the bills. So then I work mostly nights and weekends, I'd say uh three, four, five days a week on picks, uh, depending on the week, and trying to time to trying to find time to have a personal life. Uh, lately, it's been a little different because we've been working on our pitch deck to try and go raise money. So that's something that neither of us are particularly used to. So allocating time is a little different for us right now. 
Um, I would say on a normal kind of week, uh, maybe three to four days a week are spent on building app features. And I try and separate my time out where we do the social media stuff in the morning. But obviously, you can't stop people from tweeting at you and responding to support emails at any time of the day. So we try and keep active with that. Um, as a developer, though, those little bites of time take away from your attention. So maybe I set up uh, to be notified of someone tweeting at us, but only reply on the hour, every hour, or something like that. So that way, uh, I don't get too distracted from coding too regularly. That's a really good idea. And what was it like, any advice on the pitch deck as well? Because I, I know that a lot of app entrepreneurs listening to the show uh, would love some guidance on raising money. You've put together a pitch deck. And um, have you got any guidance on the sorts of themes that you're pulling out that could potentially attract some investors? Uh, well, I would say that making sure that you tell your story in a cohesive way. We've gotten a lot of feedback uh, since we're both a list app and, in essence, a recommendation engine. People don't always make the connection between the two, that the list is the way you're putting in your ideas for the recommendation engine. So the feedback that we've gotten is be very clear about the fact that these aren't two separate things, they're one thing. Uh, but all in all, it, it's a very unique and personal thing it, it's you telling your story to people who have never heard your story. So you got to tell it the way that you would want it to be told. This episode is sponsored by Gummy Cube. Gummy Cube are experts when it comes to app store optimization. So if you're an app entrepreneur and you're trying to make a success on the app stores, then you do need Gummy Cube. Gummy Cube can help with content optimization. This is on-page or content optimization, which is a key factor in app store optimization success. Uh, they ask how you select keywords and, and describe your app really does affect your search rankings and visibility. Uh, GummyCube have been in the App Store optimization business since 2011, which actually is quite old in, in app history. So they have more data and experience working inside the App Store than anybody else that I know. So I highly recommend uh, GummyCube. They can help grow your app because if you manage the whole content optimization process, then if you do it correctly, you can get more app downloads, but doing it incorrectly, you'll just be buried in the App Store along with the other millions of apps in there. So go to www.gummycube.com and thank you very much to GummyCube for supporting the show. This episode is brought to you by Ask Endpoint. Now, if you're an app entrepreneur like me, you will have spent some money on ad networks. These are CPMs that you're using to try and uh, get new installs. Well, I suggest you stop paying for high CPMs and you start using Asking Point. It's free to sign up. And what they have is they have this uh, in-app messaging which cross-promotes all your apps. So it really helps you leverage your most valuable asset, which is your install base. So you can use it to quickly and easily create native-looking localized text and, and image ads in campaigns that will promote your apps to users of your other apps. So, you know, just stop paying for those high CPMs. Just go ahead, go to askingpoint.com forward slash app guy. I've got a great offer for you. Uh, it is free to sign up, but they do have these premium uh, services. You will get a 30% discount for the first six months if you go to this uh, link app. It's uh, askingpoint.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase. Uh, askingpoint.com forward slash app guy. And thank you, Asking Point, for supporting the show. Yeah, well, you're telling your story to many people who haven't heard this before, and it's really inspiring, I have to say. And 
So there's there's two more things that we need to do on this show. Uh, one is that you have an awesome idea, Joe. Uh, not everyone listening to this has an equally good idea to get started. So this is where we try and help them. Uh, now, as an entrepreneur yourself, as, as someone who has probably a lot of ideas, are you able to share an idea for an app with us? If you do have one, great. If not, we've got another thing that we can do. Sure. Uh, let me take a look. I actually have a list of app ideas that I always want but never actually build. <laughs> yeah, that's so lovely. Because yeah, you know, I'm guessing this is on your app. The list, <laughs> the list is on your app. So, yeah, uh, there's actually one that I really would love. It's it's really simple. It's really stupid. But uh, if do you know Urban Dictionary, the website? Yes, it kind of tells you what the real meaning of words are. So there's no actually good Urban Dictionary app on the iPhone. I would love to be able to, especially using iOS 8's new extensions, uh, highlight some text, and then be able to look up that word in Urban Dictionary through the extension. So the way that the dictionary pops up when you highlight a word in iOS, I would love to be able to do that with Urban Dictionary as well. That is a great idea. I think anyone listening to this, you've just been given an awesome app idea. Go ahead and build it. We've got two clients who would download it straight away. Um, <laughs> yeah, Definitely. that's great. And so the other thing is we love talking about apps. And uh, I know you're a very busy person, which means that you must have some good utility apps or productivity apps or, you know, besides your own. Uh, I wondered if you could share with us one or two apps that uh, you tend to use that could be ones that we may not have come across before. Uh, I think mine are actually pretty common. I try and stick to most common apps so that way I can interact with other people. Um, for example, I use Slack all day, every day. Uh, in fact, it's not even just about communicating with my team, but uh, uh, talking to other developers about, have you ever run into this problem, or how about this idea, stuff like that. Uh, I think that's pretty common at this point. I think a lot of people are on Slack. Yeah, now we're on Slack. Uh, I use but I tell you, honestly, Joe, we're on Slack, but I, I haven't stopped to actually ask anybody how you're using Slack. How do you find these groups that you are part of? That would be really interesting. Well, I started one, so that made it a lot easier. Uh, it was I, uh, I got invited to a couple from friends, uh, people who are like designers and artists, and also uh, developers and stuff like that. Um, I've even been thinking about starting a Slack for people to have a direct way to contact us in terms of uh, like customer support, but basically say, "Hey, why don't you join this support channel?" Um, just because it's really, really great to have everything in one place. But overall, uh, I don't think there's a particular recipe. There's one that you and I are a member of, and it's it's a lot of people. It's kind of loud. It's just a little too much noise. Uh, so I would say if you do if you do start one, keep it relatively small or separate into a lot of channels, so that way it doesn't get the conversation doesn't get too noisy. And also, I know some of the developers from Slack, so they have some amazing tips of like how to separate your content and separate your channels the way that they use it. And they actually keep a blog about how Slack uses Slack, which has been really helpful for uh, finding tips and tricks about how to make sure that Slack doesn't overrun your life the same way email did. Well, there's an excuse for anyone listening to go to my website, theappguy.co, go and search episode 304, and I will make sure that I put a link to that group that we're in, involved in, and also those tips on 
uh, how Slack people use Slack. So uh, that's great. What great advice. Joe, I have to say, this has just been terrific. I've loved going through your story and, um, you know, all the links to to contact you will be on my show notes. But but in the meantime, how do we reach out and connect with you? Sure. Uh, I'm available on Twitter through MergeSort, M-E-R-G-E-S-O-R-T. You can find me pretty much anywhere on the internet under that handle. Uh, and that includes my blog is mergesort.tumblr.com. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Well, Joe, thanks very much for joining us on the App Guide podcast. All the best with Get Picks. And uh, I think anyone listening to this, if you have been inspired by Joe's story, let us know. Reach out. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that you're also looking for feedback as well on your app, uh, given that it's, it's new and um uh, and so people should get in touch and, and, and let you know. Yes, the more the merrier. Uh, love feedback. If you want to directly mail me, uh, that's great. I love going through people's ideas. Uh, when Whenever we do support, we always ask for more feedback and people are almost always happy to give some. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things that I think founders and uh, creators miss is that people use their app, they sometimes love it, but they never give feedback. And a little audio message or anything like that is just great. So, Joe, thanks very much for joining us on the App Guide podcast. All the best with everything, and uh, you, you know, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was a great chat. Remember to go and check out the VentureBeat article with GummyCube and DataCube, and you'll get to see a screenshot of the dashboard where you can see all the the data that you'll end up getting from the app stores uh, you can see a screenshot if you go to the appguide.co and just check out uh, the show notes for the the episode and thank you very much for gummy cube uh, for supporting the show also remember to go to askingpoint.com forward slash app guy that's all lowercase askingpoint.com forward slash app guy and you'll get an exclusive offer as a listener that will give you a discount of 30% if you end up subscribing to their premium services. Now, they, they do have a basic account, which is free to use. You can certainly try them out. I highly recommend doing that. But if you do ever need to upgrade because your app is growing like mad because of all the ratings you get, then you'll need uh, to use the offer code. And uh, you can find that at uh, askingpoint.com forward slash app guy. And thank you, Asking Point, for sponsoring the show tell you about my new show it's it's called app store launch stories podcast and you can find out a lot about it by going to appstorelaunch.me you can subscribe on itunes uh, your favorite podcasting app to search for app store launch stories it's a great podcast because it's actually going into a lot of the nitty-gritty detail from the expert guests that we have uh, talking about app store launches and I've had some great responses so far from uh, listeners who are looking to launch apps and have asked questions for me to ask the guests. So if you want to be one of these listeners who gets input into this new show, then please do go to appstorelaunch.me forward slash questions. That's appstorelaunch.me forward slash questions, or just look for the uh, feedback tab at the top and answer a really short survey, but that means I'll look at that and then I'll be able to uh, ask some of those questions for when we have the expert guests on the show. Uh, Thanks very much for listening to the App Guy podcast and I look forward to getting another episode out to you shortly.